Well, we've been hearing about this uh, this respiratory illness, RSV, coming on the, the the tail of the pandemic. And, well, where are we with this illness? Where are we with the pandemic and the flu, for that matter? And I thought it'd be a good time to check in with uh, Dr. Sudhakar Karlaputi, the chief medical officer with Peace Health St. Joseph Medical Center and Peace Health here in our part of Washington. And great to talk with you again, Dr. Karlaputi. Hey, Joe, thanks for calling us uh, and bringing us together again. Yeah, what a wonderful question. What's happening with the pandemic? What is RSV and what's happening with the flu? Three questions in one. Yeah, so, there you uh, go. <laughs> there you go. You, um, so let's just take it one by one. So and let's start with, you know, COVID. Um, COVID is still out there. Uh, right. As of today, we had 17 patients in the hospital um, and, you know, about and so it's a sizable number of patients who are admitted with or have COVID as, a re- as for other reasons. Um, what we are starting to see is um, across the nation, um, I think thankfully not so much in the Pacific Northwest, but if you look at the East Coast and South of US, um, flu has been quite high. Um, and we are anticipating that wave of flu to continue and come to the Northwest. So vaccination against the flu is gonna be very important. So we're gonna see flow cases go up and then, as many of your viewers and you have heard about RSV, uh, it's respiratory syncytial virus. Uh, it can cause really bad disease in really small kids, kids yes, you know, less than two years of age. Sometimes a few older kids can also get sick, but they're not that sick. And it can also cause serious illness in our um, elderly patients. So we have three viruses that are starting to um, uh, cause uh, more problems than they have done together in the past three years. So this is a unique time in the pandemic before, you know, for the last two years, COVID was a predominant virus. And now as COVID is starting to come down a little bit, we are seeing the flu and RSV come up. So these, they're all respiratory illnesses, are they not? They're primarily respiratory illnesses. Um, and sometimes it can cause GI illness in a few people, but primarily coughs, colds, runny noses, sneezes, and fevers, and yeah. Is there a way to tell which one? Obviously, we, we've all become accustomed, pretty much all of us have become accustomed to testing for COVID with the home kits. Uh, but is there a way other than that to know whether you've got one, which one you have, I guess? Uh, n- n- not Normally, you can have, you know, mild illness with all three diseases. You can have severe disease with all three illnesses. So right now, um, and sometimes they can all exist together. So sometimes you can have the flu, RSV, and COVID all together in the same patient. Wow. So, uh, yeah, so you can have um, you can have the common cold, adenovirus, and RSV together. You can have flu and adenovirus. So, uh, yeah, right now, it, we, it, testing is required to figure out which virus is causing the problem. Okay. Um, what about from your perspective as as a healthcare uh, facility? Do you treat them all the same, or uh, are, do you have to figure out what someone might have before you start start working on them? Yeah. So most of the care for these viruses is supportive care, and we have testing that identifies very early as to what you know is causing the problem. Most of these are uh, respiratory viruses. The precautions are essentially identical in making sure that we can, you know, put them in the right room, give them the right mask, our caregivers wear the right protective equipment. 
So the protocols are well established. So we we know very early how we are going to be taking care of these patients. And then we and RSV is mainly supportive care. Flu, there are some antivirals that we can give for flu patients, and obviously we have treatments for COVID. So we, we have very good protocols for each virus and how we manage them. And for kids, um, we we have special protocols for kids because obviously their protocols are different than that for adults. And of course, it uh, wasn't that long ago when uh, COVID was uh, really serious and we didn't really have treatments for when someone became very seriously ill. Has that changed? Have these these therapeutics, have they really helped people who, who do come down with the illness? Yeah, you know, uh, unlike the early stages in the pandemic or with the Delta wave or the Omicron wave, thankfully, we have not had a lot of patients with severe COVID being intubated, right? They're, they are getting better with supportive care alone. Uh, I don't think we have had breakthroughs like we had initially in the pandemic with remdesivir and the monoclonal antibodies. And, you know, so those kind of things, I think that still continues to be the standard of care. Um, So to answer your question, um, the the therapies for how to treat COVID have stayed largely the same, but we have not seen COVID cause such the, the, the horrible illnesses it was causing during the first 18, 20 months of the pandemic, which I'm grateful for. Yeah, I think we all are. Um, how do you feel, I guess, when I think all of us, we go go to the stores now, especially, you know, we get into crowded aisles. And how do you react to that? Are you still feeling like we, we should be taking more precautions or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's a, it's an interesting question. I think um, you know, I think the way I go about my life is these viruses depend on human beings connecting with human beings in some way, shape, or form. So as you're standing in a crowded grocery line or you're standing in a crowded, you know, um, in a crowded area where you are not sure who is sick. I just pragmatically wear a mask because you know that's the that's what I can do to protect myself and in case I accidentally have some disease I don't give it to somebody else. So these viruses depend essentially on people to people transmission, right? Hands uh, washing your hands and making sure you sanitize your hands is a huge part of it because sometimes you can wear a mask but if your hands are not clean or you pick something up from the environment then you can put it on your face and that's how you can get it. So one hand washing and then just wearing a mask when you feel like you're in the area where you don't know the other, you know, with the vaccination status or the immunity or the disease of your uh, of the people that surround you, you're not sure of to wear to, to wear a mask. And then I think most importantly, getting your flu shot. And if you haven't gotten your boosters for COVID to get them. So that's what I've done. I've gotten my flu shot. I've got my booster. And then. I just, you know, um, I, 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 if I go grocery shopping and I know I'm going to be in a crowded place, I just wear a mask and I'm all good. All right. I still talk to people who um, are adamant that the, the measures we took uh, in the early days, well, really in that first couple of years, I guess, of the pandemic, uh, were they were way over the top and uh, overreach and uh, just wrong. And I guess I'd ask you, what are, as we look back, and obviously hindsight is twenty twenty. but what are your thoughts about the measures we took? Did we, did we take the right steps? Were they, 
were they, did they get us toward our goal of reducing the number of people that the number of lives lost, I guess, to, to COVID? Yeah, I think David, that's a good question. No, sorry, Joe. Uh, this is a, this is a difficult question because I, you know, the way, the best way to answer this question is to look at other examples in other countries where they did not do masking and they did not do social distancing and then to see what happened in those populations, right? So countries that had zero COVID policy, countries like Singapore and China implemented very, very strict um, isolation protocols. So those countries cannot be, but if you look at other countries like Spain, you know, if you remember Spain during its early part where they did not mask, they did not, they had a horrendous wave it goes through the population. So I think from my my perception is that if we had not implemented what we had implemented, we would have seen an extraordinary amount of human suffering in the first wave or two waves. I think the measures we took limited that, but as the virus evolved, it still continued to cause human suffering. It just gave us more time to develop these medicines and develop the vaccines in order to limit the cost of human suffering. We've had a lot of people die because of COVID, right? Human, we ha there has been an extraordinary amount of human suffering and human loss because of COVID. But I think the measures we took limited it, stemmed it. Otherwise, it would have been far more catastrophic from my from where I sit and and see this pandemic. Yeah, I have to say, I just for my own, and it's just anecdotal, but I didn't get sick for a couple of years. Then all of a sudden this fall, my daughter's a uh, freshman in high school. She brought, uh, she came home with a cold, a bad cold, and I caught it. I spent a pretty miserable weekend. And uh, once again, I, and I haven't been masking now, but uh, through that stretch when I was masking, I, boy, I didn't, I didn't even get a sniffle. I, and so it makes me think that there's something to that. So, you, so um, the, in 2000, I might be getting my ears mixed up a little bit, but when we had the SARS ep, um, epidemic and the MERS epidemic, the countries that experienced uh, those epidemics, Singapore, Malaysia, the Middle East, um, masking was a big part of their strategy then. I think it was 2009 and 2013. And even, even to date, some of those people from those countries will wear a mask when, you get, when they get on a plane. So masks work. Uh, especially in crowded airport weight lounges, you know, crowded airplanes. Um, it's it's very prudent to wear a mask because it protects your nose, which is your biggest entry point for viruses. Okay, so as we do pick up more of these illnesses, now that we're not taking those precautions, I think it's probably a good idea if you are ill. I, I, you know, I had to run in to work uh, one of those days when I was feeling really miserable. I wore a mask to help yeah. protect those folks who were still at work. Yeah. And luckily, they didn't come down with what I had. So I guess I guess that's a good good precaution to take, especially with this RSV. If you're around little kids and stuff, very and you know and Joe, this is the holiday season, right? In a few weeks, we'll have Thanksgiving. We'll have our friends and family with us, and then in a in a few more weeks, we'll have Christmas. And I personally would love to have an absolutely sniffle-free holiday <laughs> time with my family, and you know, not worry about feeling sick. So I would do anything to not fall sick. And you know, if I have to wear a mask so that I can enjoy some quality time during the holidays, I would do it. So totally worth my 
worth the effort for me. All right. Well, I appreciate you joining us. And uh, once again, we appreciate all the hard work and uh, that, that you and your staff have put in uh, through these, these many long months. Now we're, you know, uh, years, I guess, that we've been dealing with this, but uh, it seems like we're getting through it and uh, just hope that that trend continues for sure. Like you say, during these months when we are going to be gathering indoors and that sort of thing. Yeah. And our caregivers, I can tell you, I'm so grateful. They come here every day, the same energy, same buoyancy, and they come and do their work and just support the hospital and the community. I'm really amazed to be working with some phenomenal caregivers. So thank you, Joe. All right. Dr. Sudhakar Karlapudi, the uh, chief medical officer at Peace Health St. Joseph Medical Center and with Peace Health here in our region. And we're always great to talk with you. I appreciate it so much. Same here, Joe. Take care.